And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, where, as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I'm Mike Harrison, and I want to thank you for joining me today. I have a guest on today's show. He's been a member since 2017. Absolutely did not waste any time building his investment portfolio. He's owned single-family homes. He's a passive investor in multifamily apartment communities. And he is also an independent rental owner, we call that an IRO for short, of three apartment communities. He left his corporate job at a young age, relocated to North Carolina, found Lifestyles Unlimited, joined Lifestyles Unlimited, and began investing in real estate to create a better life for he and his family. He's married, father of two daughters, and I've had him on the show before, but it's been a minute. That was in June of 2021. If you'd like to find that show, you can find it at lifestylesunlimited.com and click on the radio button. You'll find that show as well as just decades worth of other radio shows there. And Gerard, hey, uh, how's life treating you? It's been a while since we talked. I think last time I saw you was at the Expo this past February. Yeah, Mike, everything is great. We have another beautiful day in North Carolina and just it's another great day to be a real estate investor. Yes, it, yes, it is. And I want to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your time. Gerard, as we kick this off, if you would, just provide a little bit of background about yourself. Sure. Well, um, I grew up in New York, um, middle-class family, really did everything of what society has taught us to do. You know, got very strong grades in school, went to college, um, graduated, got a job and, and worked hard saved money in a 401k and, um, you know, worked on that hamster wheel for 17 years in uh, New York City. Um, during that time, I found Lifestyles Unlimited through a friend of mine who introduced me to uh, the Bell Walmsley radio show. And um, around the same time in 2016, uh, my wife and I were talking about finding a better place to live because the rising costs in New York and the low quality of life was really not the best way for me and my family to live. Yeah. So kind of all at the same time, we put this plan together to move to North Carolina. And I left my corporate job in 2017 and moved to North Carolina in 2017. And around that same time, I attended a two-day seminar uh, in Atlanta to learn about single-family and multifamily investing and, uh, and really learned a lot. The light bulb really went off on day two of that seminar, um, learning how investing in multifamily apartments doesn't require a W-2 to, um, to obtain a loan to yeah. be qualified for uh, apartment investing. Um, just so, so many light bulbs went off, just learning about, you know, return on net worth. When you add up all your passive income and divide it by your net worth, you know, most people aren't even achieving 1%, and I was definitely a less than one percenter. So I knew yeah. I had to make changes in my life, and, uh, you know, at that point, I, I joined the group and started investing immediately. Wow. Talk about jumping into the brave new world, um, literally packing up, leaving New York City. You knew that wasn't the best place to have a family, raise kids. I can imagine just how your days were, the time that uh, was eaten 
within that. Um, people think of that as an exciting time, but I can imagine the commute, the traffic, the time in, uh, invested just to get to work, the time invested just to get home from work, the craziness during the day, but just to, to pack up and move and then begin investing in real estate. What what was it you were looking for? Just a better way of life or just to get out of it, the whole thing? I mean, at, at any point, uh, were you apprehensive? Tell me about that. I mean, you hit on a lot of good points, Mike. Um, really, the driver for me was commuting three hours a day in New York and sitting in the cubicle for about eight or nine hours. So my return on time was really very low to be able to see my, my young sons for a very short time at night, you know, getting home from work. And my whole goal was moving to North Carolina, I would find another job and commute one hour a day instead of three. I'd get two hours back a day. And that, frankly, that never even happened. I don't recall going on one interview um, during the transition, moving you know, from the north to the south. And also during that time, though, 2015, 2016, I began um, reading more books about investing and real estate yeah. investing. So I was using my commute time to my advantage yeah. Instead of doing what other people do, playing games on their phone or sleeping, I really wanted to get educated, and, and, and the mindset began to shift. So there were just too many drivers in New York to not stay there. You know, very populated, dense, um, you know, tons of construction. It was just very, very difficult to um, you know, just have that life of living for the weekends. I wanted more time than just that. Yeah, you were investing all your time into a job to get the money and essentially – you realize that it, what's essential in that whole equation is not the job, it's the money. And if you can make the money work for you as opposed to you working for your money. So you developed that plan, and I take it when you decided you are going to go to North Carolina, invest in real estate, um, I guess you were just accumulating funds at that time, or did you already realize you were, you were probably going to pull from your 401K, or what did that look like? Yeah, so the timing was very interesting. I was able to purchase my house in North Carolina and sell my house in New York in about five weeks uh, time frame. You know, was yeah. able to leave the job. The kids had just finished school. So I was basically working off the sales proceeds from my house as kind of like seed money and to just, not what we're taught, you know, drawing off a pile of money, but it was a good way to start as I was going through this career transition. And I did have quite a bit of funds. Um, I probably saved up about $700,000 in a 17-year working career. So yeah. after I got educated, I decided to draw down um, a little bit each year between 2017, 2018, and 2019, so I wouldn't be hit with a big tax liability all in one year. If you have any questions or comments or would like to learn more about real estate investing, please send me an email, and I do respond personally to each and every email I get. My email address is askmike at luinc.com, askmike at lu inc.com. And if you're just now catching the show, there are four ways you can actually consume the content from the Lifestyles Unlimited radio network. The easiest, the way I use most often is my podcast app on my smartphone. I subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited real estate investor radio show. It loads automatically. So if I'm driving somewhere, if I have some free time, I can just tooth it up and listen to the show there. We do have our own channel on YouTube. Go to YouTube, type in Lifestyles Unlimited ton of content there. You can get lost in that pretty easy. 
obviously the website, lifestylesunlimited.com. And the fourth way, you may not realize this, but let's say you know that the Lifestyles Unlimited radio show is on at a certain time and a certain radio station, and you'd like to pick it up, and you might not be local where you can get that radio station, say, while you're driving. Well, you can just go straight to the website of that radio station and then click Listen Now if you know the show's on at a certain time, and you can live stream the show. I have a guest on today's show, my friend Gerard, and Gerard has done, well, let's put it this way. The Dallas Cowboys used to have a coach named Jason Garrett, and he would talk about succeeding in all three phases of the game. And, of course, he's talking about offense, defense, and special teams. Well, my friend Gerard has succeeded in all three phases of real estate investing. He's done the single-family homes. He's been a passive investor in multifamily apartment communities. And he's also an independent rental owner, which means Gerard himself owns an apartment complex. He actually owns a couple of apartment complexes. So he is succeeding in all three phases of the game. Gerard, I was was looking back at your bio that you shared with me last year, and you said essentially prior to investing in real estate, you described yourself as a lifelong saver. What did you mean by that, and how would you describe yourself today? I would say that I was very frugal growing up. I mean, I really didn't spend that much money on myself or even my family. Um, You know, just stocking money away in a 401k and just you know, hoping that one day when we're told, okay, it's time to retire after 40 years of slaving away, that there's going to be enough money for you to, for you to live the rest of your life. And yeah. so I really believe that, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid in, in terms yeah. of that concept. And things have changed today because it's not always about cutting expenses and, and budgeting. How do you increase your income? And that's really what I learned from Bell and from, you know, the two-day how do you increase your income? You increase your income by buying, by saving money to buy more income-producing streams and adding to right. your real estate portfolio. And when you do that, it, it kind of helps you wrap your head around that it's you have permission to spend now because you're increasing your income. And so today, you know, my mindset is a lot different in terms of spending. It is exactly different, and I grew up in that same world. I was a lifelong saver. My mom was very thrifty up until her last days with us. I mean, she was extremely thrifty, just save, save, save. And that's that mentality, though. That's that Great Depression mentality that essentially she was born at the end of it, and they grew up with nothing. And so you save, 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 and and hope that you have enough to last till the end. And that's a middle-class mentality, whereas you and I, we see things completely different. How can we go buy a stream of income, right? Wealthy people buy streams of of income, and that's exactly what we're both doing. That's what you're doing now. I want to go to back to when you went to North Carolina and you started with single family homes, if I recall. Um, Was that the initial plan? Was that you would just buy single family homes? Or did you always know that you wanted to invest in essentially all the different ways that we do in real estate? The initial plan was to buy an apartment complex on my own, but at the same time, I said to myself, I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in one basket in the first deal. I had been under contract early in 2018 for a 26 unit that uh, I walked away from when Ernest Money was still soft. I just didn't feel comfortable with it. And, yeah. you know, like Dell says, it's okay to pass on a good deal, but never buy a bad deal. I mean, we know rule number one is never lose money. So uh, early in 2018, I had a relationship with a turnkey single-family provider, 
in Memphis, Tennessee, and within three months, I purchased three single-family properties. And without the W-2 job, I had to pay cash for these three single families. But I had a game plan for the future that I would be able to refinance these the equity out of these properties and do a cash out. Um, and that occurred in 2019. But I got the ball rolling, purchased three single families, um, the cash, and they were netting about $1,600 a month. So that was a good start in my uh, you know goal to replace W-2 income. Right. Um, and soon after that, I went into uh, 2018. I had purchased eight properties. Uh, second half of the year, I purchased four passive properties. I mentioned the three single family. And then my bread and butter was my first IRO property um, in Asheboro, North Carolina, about an hour and 15-minute drive from my house, a nice 16-unit, all two-bed, one-bath uh, property that was under, under uh, market rents, but it came fully occupied. So there was definitely a lot of meat on the bone, and uh, that turned out to be a very safe and, and uh, productive investment for me. How did you find that property, Gerard? I had formed a relationship with some brokers, uh, saw property on LoopNet when I had first gotten started and made some calls and had formed a relationship with these brokers at Keller Williams. They found this deal off market, and I liked it. It was because a, a partnership was dissolving, and they were motivated to sell turns out one of the partners was also the property manager yeah. of this property. So I kept him on, and um, he managed that property for me. But this was a 16-unit that I purchased for $33,000 a door back in 2018. Wow. Um, wouldn't it be nice to go back to, to those days? I, I, I wonder if we'll ever see 33 a door again. Well, you'll see it, but it's, uh, it's going to be something that needs an incredibly heavy lift. So that's... Uh, that's amazing. Um, do you still own that property? No, Mike. I sold that property late in 2021. Ha! Ah, I can only imagine. Uh, how'd you do on the sale? Um, the sale was I sold the property for 1.5 million. Purchased the property 528,000. So it was basically a triple. Very yeah. happy with the results of that property, being that it was my first one. You know, I was able to establish myself as the market leader in Asheboro, North Carolina. Um, also, I was able to do a cash-out refinance just past the two-year mark and achieved a 100% return on that cash-out. So basically, Ooh. I was able to pull out all of the equity that I put down when I purchased it and basically had no money left in the deal. So able to achieve the law of infinite return. Still on the property. It was still cash-flowing. Even right. though the mortgage payments went up by a little bit, and I still achieved great tax benefits. That's an absolute grand slam the fact that you pulled that hundred percent out so now you're playing with house money and then when it did come time to sell you sold at the top of the market you said late 2021 i sold a house around that time and i'm pegging late 2021 maybe early 2022 as as the height of the market we've obviously come down from there but when we come back i want to go into what you did to improve that property because I don't want the listeners thinking you just bought it, sat on it, and then it appreciated and that's how you made your money. So we'll come back and talk about that on the other side. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody that's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. 
Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is gonna tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, the wrong sexual preference, the something or other. And this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. If you'd like to learn more about Lifestyles Unlimited, more about investing in real estate, please send me an email. I'm here to help. My email address is askmike at luinc.com, askmike at luinc.com. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and how we do it, how we make money five ways on a single-family property, six ways on a multifamily property, I invite you to our free workshop. There is no obligation whatsoever. That's at freeworkshoplivestream.com. We have them at different times of the day. I believe there's a midday. Uh, there's obviously some in the evenings, but it is interactive. It's not a video. Um, and you can you can go to freeworkshoplivestream.com and see just the dates and the times when that takes place. And if you'd like to join Lifestyles Unlimited, we are running a promo right now. The Financial Freedom Program, it's, it's uh, normally $740 annually. It's only $297 if you use the promo code SAVEBIG, S-A-V-E-B-I-G, one word, all capitals. It'll knock the price down to $297. That is much less than I paid when I first joined. And Gerard, I'm sure that's less than when you joined in 2017, correct? Absolutely. It's, it's a great <laughs> deal. I would take advantage of the special if I was a listener. I mean, 297 is, I mean, that's a nice dinner out, essentially. And the fact that for 297, you get to attend our 16-hour financial freedom seminar, and you have access to all of our education, you have access to our vendors, uh, pretty incredible deal. Gerard, when we left off, you were talking about that first independent rental owner property, that first property that you bought, Asheville, North Carolina, is that correct? Uh, Asheboro, North Carolina, which is tertiary market uh, just outside of Greensboro, which is the MSA it's captured in. Ah, Asheboro. There's a lot of boroughs there in the in the Carolinas. <laughs> yes, um, there are. <laughs> Sixteen unit. So you purchased it. It was a partnership. Where did you see the value when you looked at this property and you said, "Okay, how is where was the business plan? What what was involved and in, and in, in what did you do to make that?" business better, essentially? Uh, first thing I noticed, Mike, is that there was a lot of deferred maintenance at the property. Constructed in 1979, but it, very good bones, uh, brick veneer, four fourplexes, a, just a great-looking property, but it just needed some TLC. The first thing yeah. I did when I went in there was to uh, replace all the windows. There were 84 units, uh, windows of the property. So that project got banged out in a day, and that was one month after takeover that um, I scheduled that. 
really was a great value add for the residents because now that they've got new windows so that was probably you know the 40 year old windows now they're brand new so it's going to lower yeah. their electric costs you know it's going to cut down on noise add you know, insulation so it's going to be warmer in there just a great value add that people can see and feel right off the bat um, other projects that I uh, moved forward with was installing low-flow toilets throughout all 16 units to lower um, the water bill. It's for a water conservation uh, project there. Um, the property was master metered, so and I did not do rubs here, so I was paying out of pocket for uh, the water. And yeah. by installing 16 low-flow toilets, that probably cut the bill in half. So instead of wow. five or six hundred a month, I was down about three hundred, and that was big for you know improving the NOI. Right, that's a massive um, improvement yeah. just right off the bat, uh, cutting the water bill in half. And then, yes, there's nothing like getting rid of an old metal window uh, that's probably hard to open, difficult to open. Um, there's no insulation whatsoever, and then cutting that to a vinyl window. And I've put those in some properties as well. Um, yeah, instantly there you feel the difference. You don't have the heat, you don't have the cold coming through. It works better, it's smoother, it's cleaner. Um, pretty significant. What else did you do to the property? We replaced all the back doors, which had basically been stripped down to the metal. Um, just very ugly. Uh, so I decided to just purchase these doors in bulk um, from a local vendor just to get some better pricing by buying in bulk. So yeah. we replaced the back doors that just improved curb appeal. Uh, parking lots were resealed and restriped, and it was very difficult to even tell where the spots were because the stripes were basically worn down. Yeah. Um, on top of that, for for interior turns, we added black appliances, fridge, dishwasher, vent hood, um, range, added ceiling fans to the bedrooms, um, light new light fixtures, uh, LVT on first floor units, and carpet on the second floor, only because... Um, these were two units for each fourplex. There were two units on the bottom and two units on the top. So just for foot traffic on the second floor units, we decided to go with carpet. And, okay. uh, yeah, and that, that was the reason behind that. So it wasn't too noisy for people on the first floor. Uh, we also added one handrail, handrail per building. So for you know people who may have difficulty walking up steps now, um, you know, they've got it in, easier way to get get up the two or three steps plus you know there wouldn't be any hassle from say the insurance company if they were to come out and do a risk assessment um so th- those are most of the improvements that were done at this property okay and i want the listener to understand that there's always the story about the slum lord or the landlord we don't even use terms we don't even consider ourselves landlords we consider ourselves property owners and we follow a philosophy of best product best price and that's exactly what gerard's describing he took a property that had deferred maintenance it was old no one had put any love into it so to speak and he just lifted it he made it a cleaner functional better place to live and within that gerard were there any issues with the resident base did you have to make some changes there or um, tell me about that part of it you know, Mike, this is basically a uh, workforce uh, housing, like classy type of resident base. And there yeah. were some issues with people there in terms of, you know, crime, um, just non-payers, you know, when I took yeah. over, or just, you know, keeping pets there that weren't allowed, doing damage at the property. Um, fortunately, North Carolina is a landlord-friendly state. 
and I have yeah. third-party management at the property. So they're the ones handling you know, th- these evictions and going to court for me um, and making sure things are done, you know, following the law and doing it in a timely fashion. So we, we did turn around about, I'd say, 75% of the, 75% of the residents in three years. To, yeah. uh, you know, to build up, to, just to get better quality people in there who are going to take care of the property and be proud of where they live. And, you know, they're going to pay on time and pay in full. And, and that was the goal. Yeah, you're making a nice place to live, a clean, functional place to live. And that's, uh, that's your side of the contract. And their side of the contract is we're going to respect where we live. We're not going to be criminals. And we're going to pay our rent. Rent's due on the 1st. And in return for that, you get a great place to live. And yes, people do want to live at properties like that. People want to stay. They want to, uh, they want a nice place to raise their families, to celebrate holidays. And people are living here. So why not make it best product, best price? So Gerard, is your wife involved in any of your real estate investing at all? She's helped a little bit with uh, product design concepts and just giving me ideas of, um, you know, how to rehab the properties with paint colors or with um, finishes, things like that. But she doesn't normally travel to the properties with me. I I handle those visits on my own. That's the extent of her her, uh, role in the business. Okay. Excellent. So that one went full cycle. You you purchased it, fixed it, um, refinanced at one point, and then sold it. And then you took all those funds and you're able to put them into other investments. And I know you purchased a second uh, property was the was this one like the first property or tell me about the second property? The second property was purchased with uh, refinance proceeds at the end of uh, year two. That okay. is a completely different deal. That's a townhome deal, eleven units in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and that's that's a yield play. So I basically bought a property that someone else had done all the rehab to, but it's a very coveted property. I was one of uh, eight offers on the property and won that deal. Ooh, um, painful asking okay. price in in late 2020. I'm Mike Harrison. I'd like to remind you to save the date for our Wealth and Passive Income Expo and Masters Tour. That's going to take place next February, February 15th through 18th in Irving, Texas. It is an incredible event. Uh, Gerard, are you going this year? Yep. Excellent. Well, uh, looking forward to that. It's it's a great time. And for you listeners out there, you can get more information at wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. It's the largest event of its kind in the country. There'll be about five to 6,000 like-minded real estate investors there. We've got breakout sessions. We've got classes. We've got networking opportunities. Just really fun. And, and the venue that we're going to be at this year if if you know dallas fort worth it's the toyota music factory area there in irving a lot of great restaurants a lot of great hotels so please come join us wealth and passive income expo.com i've got my friend gerard on the show today gerard has succeeded in all three phases of real estate investing single family properties passive investing and independent rental owner properties we've been talking about that gerard before we get into that second property that you purchased. I just want to throw this out for you because like me, you were a saver. We believed in the 401k. I had a 401k and an IRA. And I just thought that's the way that you get ahead. And And I want to ask you, do you find it interesting that people that retire conventionally, looking at it now from the side that you're at, they utilize that model of save, 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 and then they have a bag of money. And then the plan is to bleed down that wealth annually and gradually 
but real estate investors, our model's different. We go by streams of income, and our wealth and income actually grow every year. It's 180 degrees opposite, yet there's so few of us, Gerard. There's only, I don't know if you realize this, but 65% of America owns, they have a mortgage, but only 6.7% of us have a second property that's an income-producing property. Have you heard that stat before? I have not. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That's almost uh, like one in one in 20. I mean, 6.7%. It's a little more than one in 20 people. I mean, so many people have mortgages, so we're very familiar. Real estate's familiar to us, obviously, but 6.7% of the people actually went out and bought an investment property, not a vacation property. So speaking of buying investment properties, tell us about that second. It was 11-unit townhome, and you described that as a yield uh, yield play. Um, share with the listener what that means. Well, basically, a yield play is something that's going to produce um, a return. It, it, it's going to be a higher return than a value play because you're buying, you're buying the income, and there's already strong income there because most of the heavy lifting has, has been done. Deferred maintenance yeah. items have been handled. Uh, you know, interior rehabs have been completed, so you've got a good product in there. And because of that, you've got higher rents. So when, when I say a yield play, I mean, I'm looking for something that is going to return 8 to 15%. And uh, this property is returning 10% um, over the first year of ownership, which we're thrilled about. There's really not much to do in terms of improvements. Uh, we did another parking lot job, a, real seal, a reseal and a restripe. This yep. property is nice backdoor patios, so we um, replace the wood partitions that separate those back patios, so that the residents have a nice, um, you know, clean, safe privacy area, uh, right. you know, in the back of their unit. So uh, th- these are not, you know, high ticket items. They, they don't cost too much, but it, it definitely goes a long way in terms of adding value. You'd mentioned you're making a 10% return, so I want the listener to understand. So uh, I take it you have leverage on the property. Is that correct? I've got a very good loan on this property, Mike. This is a, I've got 75% loan to value. I uh, purchased the property for, for $1,250,000 back in December okay. 2020. So uh, cash out of pocket was a little bit over three hundred grand, but the rate is fixed um, five years at 3.75, and nice. it's a 30-year amortization. So, so the debt service on this is um, very reasonable, and that's why it's cash flowing so well. Yep, and you're not sweating what's going on in the market today with the economy and interest rates. Uh, boy, it's uh, it's going to be a bloodbath, Gerard. There's a lot of deals out there um, where people have gone and bought multifamily properties, and they've done some creative financing, interest only, or a bridge loan, and thinking that rates are always going to be 2.5%, 3%, right? People get used to that. Uh, the seas are calm, and then all of a sudden – you know, the day comes and they're not, and people are going to reset into six and a half, seven. Do you see interest rates coming down? Not for the next year, I would say. It's going to be a rough year. We're definitely going to see one or two more rate increases this year. But at this point, I've got, you know, the properties I have are doing well. They've got low interest rates that are fixed for the next several years. So I'm sleeping very well at night. Yeah, and good for you. Um uh, I'm happy for you, and yeah, that's the way. That's the way to do it. I mean, protect yourself for the long term. I did a whole show, Gerard, on the fourth type of income, and I call that compounded income. And, and essentially, it's 
like you'd mentioned, house money, right? We we have a property, we refinance it, we pull a certain amount of it out, and that's tax-free, and then we can invest that into more properties, and we're buying these streams of income, and you definitely are playing with house money because you went and bought a third property. Tell me about that property. Uh, that third property I purchased in March of this year uh, in Charlotte, and I used the sales proceeds from my first IRO deal that sold in November last year. Uh, this is a 21-unit um, property, uh, seven townhome units, 14 single-family units. It's a pretty nice. deep value play. Um, yeah. you know, it, it, I took it over, and 19 of the 21 units were occupied, but rents yeah. are well below market, and uh, I'm really blasting through my um, my pro forma right now and, and my my CapEx budget. We've got 10 of the 21 units are rehabbed right now, and we're yeah. seeing about 25% rent increases from previous residents, taking rents from about 1000 to 1250 Okay. Um, so essentially this is another value play, and you see the opportunity as, uh, was it a lot of deferred maintenance, and you see the opportunity as kind of like property number one, Gerard, where you're going to go in and fix everything? Yeah, I think it's a little bit rougher than property one. Uh, property one is more, I think, of a hybrid play looking back. Um, yeah. This is, I say, a deeper value play. Great location, about a 10-minute drive from uptown Charlotte. But yeah. it's a rough neighborhood that's starting to turn around right now. So um, yeah. just trying to you know, keep an eye on that. And and it is changing. I mean, Charlotte is a great market right now. There are tons of people not just moving to Charlotte, but to North Carolina in general with, you know, just great climate here business-friendly climate, um, it's lots of jobs coming here. So yes. I'm happy to be invested there. Everyone I've spoke to on my team, property manager, lender, real estate broker, they all love the area. And it, to be in the, to, to have this asset in the next you know, three to five years, I really see it's, it's going to be a, an income producer and gain a lot of value. I hear great things about Charlotte. Uh, I'd like to come visit someday. Um, here it's just a fun place to go to and just a, a wonderful area to be in. And, yes, the investing side of it, uh, the growth, the jobs people are getting out of uh, some of these states with these high tax burdens, and they're coming to um, areas like Charlotte. And I take it the, the economy, There's, uh, I'm sure the business side of, of Charlotte's growing as well, correct? It absolutely is. Yeah. Excellent. Well, how'd you find that one? Was it off market? Another broker call you? Yeah, you know, it's, it's the broker that I've been using, Marcus and Millichat, uh, for my, not my first, but for my second and second deal. Um, they were able to source this one. And the reason why I, I acted so quickly is I, I wanted to redeploy those um, sales proceeds quickly because, like we talked about, you know, if you have a pile of cash, it's going to start dwindling down, dwindling down. And I really wanted to reinvest those proceeds to, um, you know, start cash flowing again since I just sold a property. Yeah, smart move. Get that cash deployed and, and get it into something. But um, it doesn't sound like you rushed anything. And uh, did you have to look at several deals before you found this one, or were you just waiting for the right one to come along? I looked at between five and ten deals, I'd say, within a four-month period. And this one just it, it just hit all the, uh, you know, the, the check boxes for you know, location, size, um, and, and income stream from what I was projecting. So I moved forward with it. I wanted to be in a bigger market. Charlotte's a bigger market than Ashboro. And, um, you know, I, I'm just using the model that I've been taught 
Lifestyles Unlimited, you know, best product, best price, and, you know, take care of your people, add value. And that's what I'm trying to show. And people at the property, after seven months of ownership, are starting to really see a change and feel a change. The curb appeal has improved, um, and, and people, I think, have a place that they're proud to call home. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate it. Well, Gerard, if you would, we've got a, a little bit of time here. Share with us what real estate investing, uh, it's been, what, five, six years since you left New York City, uh, went to North Carolina. What has real estate investing meant for you and your family? Well, I mean, I bought back my time from corporate America, which is a wonderful thing. I mean, financial freedom really is a gift. So I don't have to wake up to an alarm clock and get on that hamster wheel every single day and commute three hours anymore. I mean, just to be able to be done with that is just a blessing. Um, you know, I have more quality time that I can spend with my family in whatever yep. capacity that is, whether traveling or just, you know, helping out with them and, you know, with, with the kids and school, whatever they need. Um, you know, I just the fact that I was able to triple my net worth on that first deal has just been, you know, just financially has been a dream for me. And, you know, I want to give back and, and teach my kids. Part of my legacy is, is teaching them like how to invest and how they can how they can not have to work their entire life for forty years. And there's a way out, and it's through real estate investing. I love it, Gerard. Thanks for coming on today. For you listeners, I want you to understand what Gerard's saying. He's saying it's not the money; it's the lifestyle. My name's Mike Harrison. We'll see you next week. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.